0: My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well
1: in their respective fields.
0: David Beattie is here with us. He is author of The Expert Landlord a Book. Very good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Kanye.
0: Thank you so much for joining us. We start this feature by asking all our guests, what's your morning routine, your get up and go, that gets you up and going every morning?
1: I think um, I have an alarm clock, which... Um, <laughs> Which is quite obvious, but I think uh, thinking about it, it's about having a decision the night before. So when I set my alarm up, alarm, I've learned over many years that once I set that alarm, and uh, no matter what time it is, I, and the alarm goes off, I wake up. Do you snooze? Uh, very seldom.
0: <laughs> very seldom.
1: Uh, I think I've learned over many years that uh, uh, if I snooze, it's because I made a choice to.
0: If you made a choice to snooze. Yes, yes. So it goes up the same time you, up and going, I wish I had um, your discipline. I think I don't snooze, all right, <laughs> but I do take time to get out of bed, quite literally. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll be I up, but then I'll be on the social media, checking out what's happening in the world, reading the news. And before I know it, oh my word, it's time to go to <laughs> yeah, work. Oh, just... All right. So um, tell us about where you're from and, you know, where you grew up.
1: I'm a, I'm a Cape Town boy. Okay. So we moved up with my family about five years ago. And uh, we had a great lifestyle in Cape Town grew up in a in a uh, in a great area with a very nice family in Ronnebosch in Cape Town and uh went to a great school and um had loving parents. And um, but still, over many years, that you make my decision as to what I'm doing with myself. Mm. And um,
0: coming from yeah. that kind of background, which kind of sounds like it was smooth sailing, mm. um, was there any pressure from you or your family to become a success, perhaps like you know your parents were and some other members of your family were?
1: I think um, uh, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think they would say there was there was pressure, but there definitely was a productivity and a performance. A mindset which I grew up in, which I think can be a good thing, but can be uh, tremendously uh, full of pressure if if not done correctly. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, in my 20s, it was definitely a journey of of uh, not defining myself by my productivity and my success.
0: Right. And initially, what did you want to become when you were younger?
1: I think um, I might have wanted to become an architect. Okay. I love drawing and technical drawings and that kind of thing. But other than that, uh, my uh, although my lifestyle and my, my upbringing was fantastic, it was very, uh, it was very insular, and mm. uh, there wasn't, I didn't have, feel like I had many choices. All I had to do was uh, literally join my dad's business as soon as I left school.
0: Oh, and what did your dad do?
1: Uh, my dad's in packaging okay. uh, and in labeling and, and uh, coding machinery and so forth, and uh, he's been in that business for over 50 years now.
0: Okay, and did you join him for a while?
1: We did, yeah, I did uh, And in those days I wasn't allowed to go to university
0: Really? Uh, for
1: many uh, religious beliefs um, I think that would be different nowadays But in those days I did. I had a fantastic matric uh, But I knew I was never going to go to university So uh, four days after finishing my final matric exam I started working
0: Let's just rewind, okay Because this is the first time that I'm hearing You know, somebody who would not pursue their studies further Because of uh, religious purposes Do yes. you, would you Can you tell you? Tell us more about that.
1: Um, it was mainly uh, it was mainly to separate from um, from kind of particular thought processes and so forth, which when you university obviously broadens your mind. Uh, it would be it's very different nowadays, and my family wouldn't wouldn't have the same philosophy nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in those days, it was very closed in environment and uh, it wasn't... I, I, I think I did well enough to get... I think I got an A from a trick and it was quite sad because some of my schoolmates um, were desperately for wanting certain grades to get into varsity and um, and uh, I had some of those and mm. um, I was going to not, not take them to varsity. But in hindsight, I don't think it made all the difference in the right. world. Um, I studied part-time. I studied via correspondence for four years. I did a marketing management diploma and um, I think I got... Um, I, manage, I started working early, I started uh, getting some uh, finances in early, mm. and um, also I did a lot of traveling with my with my dad in business, so I think overall I don't think I missed out too much.
0: Absolutely, and I think your journey only goes to confirm that people don't have to have a conventional journey
1: Absolutely in not. life, yeah. yes. we don't
0: all have to finish matric, go to varsity, start working, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Your journey can take its own face and Absolutely. its own unique features. Yes. You're you have, however, you know, found your niche, Yes. if I can put it that way, in property. Okay, you're the founder, you're the author and founder of the uh, Expert Landlord. It's a book and it's a website. Yes. And in many ways, it helps people understand and navigate the world of being a landlord.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the journey to get to the stage was uh, obviously quite a windy road. Uh, but eventually, um, having started my property management business many years ago, uh, I've ended up um, finding with all that experience, how can we help private landlords and mm. managing their property? Uh, I think most landlords don't actually use an estate agent. And I thought, well, how about giving a tool which enables a landlord to to manage themselves, uh, their own properties.
0: You have an app called Pocketlet. Yes. Tell us about
1: that. Uh, that's still under development. Okay. Uh, it's taken its time. Um, uh, I'm getting a, a young partner on board who's going to be driving it in the next few months. Mm. And uh, it's about, it's just giving a tool for a landlord uh, to manage their property from their cell phone. That's interesting.
0: Yeah. So I can, eat, I can just you know what? Can I have cameras in my, uh, you know, property that I own and. see? <laughs> What's going uh, well, on? That's there? some
1: great ideas. You give me some great ideas to add to the app now. Uh, so,
0: What's going on there? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's about just it's about placing a a, a world a wealth screen tenant a property screen tenant mm-hmm. and then making sure that the tenant is is being looked after properly mm-hmm. and the property is being looked after properly mm. and uh, you can do that from your cell phone. But that's under it's under development at the moment.
0: Okay, that's that's good. <laughs> you know, uh, technology. You know, makes things easier for us. Yes. Tell us about Look on your property because that's also part and parcel of what you.
1: Do. Yeah, it's um, the, um, one of the one of the businesses I started six seven months ago. Uh, we do sales and leasing uh, in in the Johannesburg CBD, uh, sales and prop, um, that's property ma- uh, sales and leasing. So we started in the maboning precinct. Mm. Uh, we do a lot of residential sales there and also commercial sales and leasing. And um, now and we're expanding across the CBD this year.
0: And how is uh, CBD living for people who've never lived there, specifically around Maboneng? I know Maboneng. And if yes. you're listening right now and you don't know Maboneng, it's a precinct that is arty. It's got restaurants. It's got clothing shops. It's got studio apartments. Yes. But it's right in the middle of town. Yes. Like literally you walk uh, five meters and you're in the middle of town. You're in a taxi right? yes. <laughs> it can. It's like two worlds, you know, very much in yeah. the same
1: vicinity. It's quite a bizarre. I mean, JP Stein is right next door, literally one block away. Yes. And
0: Malvern um, and in all those places.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I think. Um, the, uh, the development happening in CBD is amazing. There's, there's a huge amount of housing companies that are developing complexes and living uh, environments in the CBD, mm-hmm. and I think it's getting better and better. There's definitely affordable accommodation. Uh, I think there's a there's a drive by the mayor to to put investment into the city, right? And uh, there's, a, there's a there's a there's a there's a number of world class housing companies that are building housing units in mm. the CBD, and I think it's uh, it has got its major challenges, but it's, from the other point of view, that's it's a very convenient and very luxurious living okay. that's been built at the moment.
0: And, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with um, the term gentrification. Yes. Gentrification, basically, it's when you take an area which had great historical importance. Mm-hmm. And one of the great examples of gentrification is Harlem in New York. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a time when it was run down. A lot of buildings were dilapidated. A lot of property owners came in and they fixed it up. And what happened is Harlem became too expensive for even the residents of yes. Harlem themselves mm-hmm. to live there. And a lot of people who are now of a higher income bracket were coming in and maybe some of the textures and the culture, you know, and, and, and that finer fabric of that society was getting lost. How do we prevent that from happening? Well, gentrification is awesome, but it also has some, you know, cons that are not so great about it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be that much of a challenge in Johannesburg CBD. I know in Cape Town CBD, there's some maybe more challenges there, but in Johannesburg, I don't think you're going to get that. I think the the, ma- the majority of the development is happening in Johannesburg CBD is affordable housing, mm. and in fact, areas mm. like Maboneng, which I think is is a unique situation because that uh, that wasn't there was nothing really there before. So there's new accommodation being built there. It's not like it's it's old accommodation which has been made more luxurious. Of course, are those uh,
0: flats, yeah. um, they're those flats that and I like them, you know. The, the
1: but they're, but they're brand new. Yeah. So, well, brand they're not, uh, new. Uh, it's a, for, from dilapidated buildings mm. So in the Johannesburg CBD, I think most of the housing, um, by vast, vast majority is affordable housing And in fact, it's bringing in uh, the average citizen into the city Whereas before there wouldn't, wouldn't have been accommodation for them to stay in
0: mm. And in terms of, you know, where you see your business and some of your ventures growing mm. You know, what are some of your own personal aspirations for the future?
1: Uh, I'm deeply driven by purpose and by my why, and that drives everything I, I did. I, I must tell you something. The first, when I left my dad's company 20 years ago, the very first thing I did when I drove away from, from, from having a great job was to buy a map of the world. Mm. The very first thing I did, because one day I was going to have a global business. Oh, wow. And, um, and it, 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 it's, in hindsight, it's, it was pretty. It it is maybe a little silly because uh, it was just me, myself, and I. And uh, but I, I think. Um, and it, it, but but then what that purpose does is it means that moving Johannesburg was a relatively easy decision, mm. although it was very hard at the time. Was because um, if we want to be a global business, of course we're going to have to be a national business first. And so moving Johannesburg was was fairly was fairly easy. Um, so that that what really drives me. Um, uh, and a second thing I remember doing in the early 2000s was there was an advert in the newspaper. Remember the newspapers when we used to read them in uh, in those days and, um, and there
0: were job adverts yeah. and they were classified <laughs> things that we now do online
1: there uh, was there was a, a half page advert by e n y in those days, instant young about advertising some um, entrepreneurial competition mm. i can 't remember what it was about, but basically it said twenty six entrepreneurs uh, employ seventy thousand people, wow. and I had that stuck in stuck up in my wall and say one day i want to be one of those entrepreneurs that employs thousands of people and so put those two together um that really really drives me today is to employ thousands of people um and in, uh, another motivator is also my, my christian faith which is yes. basically giving uh, into um uh, into uh charity purposes and so forth
0: wonderful and what inspires you to do better i think you just started mentioning it right at the end of that um answer you know your christian faith and yes. also just being motivated you know to see people being uplifted
1: um i just want to see uh i just want to see those around me do better mm. as a result of me being there uh, if that could just be um if that if, if that could just be if I could do that in some small way i'd love I would love to be part of that solution
0: and to somebody listening to you right now, David, and they're so inspired by your story, but they're feeling slightly discouraged themselves because they haven't found their purpose in life. what would you say to encourage that person listening?
1: I think the first thing there's always hope there's always there's always um there's always an uh, there's, there's always a better, a better solution. There's, there's always going to be an answer, and I think I, I think one thing I can share is that in my early twenties I, I suffered from depression, and uh, I still do to a certain extent. And I've had to work over many years uh, to work to be positive, uh, work to put those right things around me. Mm. Uh, I, there were many times I put inspirational quotes around me, and I still do, um, and that keeps us motivated. I think there's there's always hope, and. Um, and I think uh, fundamentally, we we're all born with a purpose. We we're all born for a reason. It doesn't mean that we have to know uh, pinpoint exa- accuracy exactly what we're doing, but I think we weren't we weren't here to be wasted. Uh, we were we were born for a reason.
0: Absolutely powerful words to end off with there please do share with us some of your social media handles
1: um i'm not the best on social media okay um but um i must get some handles but um i'm uh, my, my, i'm on facebook david beatty
0: mm-hmm. that's
1: b-e-a-t-t-i-e do you have an email uh, my email is david at equip at e-q-u-i-p h-q dot za.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us. David Beattie there, he is author of the Expert Landlord book. Where is your book available?
1: It's available at all leading bookstores, exclusive books and, and so forth, CNA, and it's also available online at takealot.com and loot.co.za. There
0: we go. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: And new pleasure, can you?
0: Ten minutes before five o'clock. Stay with us.